Hello, my lovelies. Welcome back to another episode of Did You Read the Book, a comparative podcast where movie buffs and bookworms come together to talk about stories and their adaptations that we love, hate, or love to hate. I am your host, Aaron Palmer, and I am joined yet again by the lovely Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Welcome back. Hello. Hey, I'm, you're back for no- yet another round. <laughs> yeah. God, you can't get rid of me. It's like you and Julie are like the star <laughs> like guests We're I have now. We're just here. We're just here all the time. <laughs> We've got books we've read. All the things. I love it. All right. Well, this is going to be an interesting episode, Mr. Daniel, right? Because we're doing something a little different for this episode. Getting right to the point. Yes. So instead of our kind of typical talk about the source, then talk about the adaptation, and then compare the two, we are actually only going to be doing a comparison section for this particular topic. So we just could not wait to compare because we've been dying to talk about this. And, well, I'll put quotations around dying to talk about this. It's been on the list for a while. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, without further ado, Daniel, what is our source material today? Yes, our source is, of course, none other than the uh, infamous Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, which was written by E.L. James in 2011. All right. Awesome. And then our adaptation today is called Secretary, which was directed by Stephen Shaneberg and was released in 2002 and was featuring Maggie Gyllenhaal and James Spader and some other actors. But, you know, we don't really know them. So we're not just we're just going to mention those two. So those are the biggies. Wasn't it that guy that was in uh, Career Opportunities? Wasn't he? Oh, yeah. The boyfriend, wasn't he one of like the, the guys that break into the target? I think so. I think you're right. If not, it looks a lot like him. It, it does look a lot it like was him. him. I think he was also in Twister as one of the Twister chasers. Oh, as one of the, as one of the ch- tornado chasers. I, I think. The thing is, is we probably are just remembering early 2000s, although Career Opportunities, I think, was... That was 90s, I think. 90s, yeah. Yeah. So we're probably just remembering a bunch of, like, side actors that kind of look generally the same. (laughs) Kind of look the same. And they're not the same person. Yeah, yeah. They could be. Who knows? Anyway, uh, moving on. So obviously Fifty Shades is a very well-known piece, but I think that um, for our listeners, I feel like maybe Secretary is kind of a hidden gem that people have not heard about. So Daniel, could you uh, give us just a quick synopsis of Secretary before we dive in? Yes. Uh, This is the IMDb, like one sentence description of it. And I thought it was (laughs) pretty to the point. Um, A young woman recently released from a mental hospital gets a job as a secretary to a demanding lawyer where their employer-employee relationship turns into a sexual sadomasochistic one. Mm-hmm. What a yeah. sentence. <laughs> right? It's like, wow, they really just got the whole thing right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, you guys know the drill. Spoiler alert. Lots of spoilers. We're going to be talking about this, and we're not going to be talking about it in the same capacity of the whole like, one, two, and then compare, but we will be talking about this in depth. So, if you don't want things spoiled, pause. Go yeah. watch things, go read things, and then come back and dive in with us. And uh, before we get started, Daniel, are you pro source or pro adaptation? God, um, <laughs> I really should have thought about this because I, I tr- <laughs> truly, actually don't know. Um, this is a hard one. I think that 
I am pro, I think I'm pro source, but just barely. <laughs> like the the movie does a lot of stuff, I think, fairly well. It does. It also does a lot of stuff really terribly. Um, but I think the yes. stuff that the movie does terribly, the book also does terribly too. So I think it. I think I only say the source because it's longer and has more time to correct its mistakes than the movie okay. does. Okay. Or like explain its mistakes, I guess, a little better. <laughs> Star Golden Review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One is slightly less terrible One than the is... other. Okay. Well, we're in for a rough ride, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into it. So comparison, we're jumping right in. Uh, what? No, no. Which one do you prefer? Oh, which one do I prefer? Um, ooh. Yeah, we can't escape from this. I... <laughs> Roping me in. Uh, ooh. You know, I... Yeah. Yeah, I don't me know. Too. I know. I know. I I think it's like a really again, it's a toss up because I like parts of each yeah. but not enough to like redeem them above the other. <laughs> right. Does that like, count? Mm. Yeah, it's like you have to choose one but you're like but why? But do I have to? <laughs> we force this upon ourselves. Um yeah, I think that I'll go with the source as well. Because yeah. it does seem to give a little bit more character development, if you can even call it that. In a sense, which yeah. Kind of. Which, again, I think is just because of length. Barely. You know, you've got a film yeah. versus a book. You can go into a little bit more depth. But I think I agree with you. But I'm, you know, barely supporting this reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Let's actually get into it so what all right did you think what were your thoughts what stood out to you tell me everything yes i i think it was it was pretty interesting so they did they did change some of the some of the stuff about the characters um Mm -hmm. and and i thought they were kind of interesting choices like they Mm -hmm. kept they kept gray's name but they changed they changed his first name Right. And so in in the movie he's Edward Gray, and then of course in the in the book it's Christian Gray, mm-hmm. and he's some nebulous businessman and and billionaire. Uh, mm-hmm. And then in in Secretary he is a lawyer, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, honestly I mean like we see a bunch of his stuff that he does throughout the movie, and it's kind of you know she's writing these uh, letters for things that we don't really understand they're just talking about like oh link link this person for this thing for being pertaining to this trial but we don't get mm-hmm. any specifics so it, it, in yeah. that sense it kind of plays itself out very similarly uh yeah. in this sort of nebulous business aspect that we don't mm-hmm. really uh see but it was interesting that they um decided to, to have him be uh edward gray uh instead mm-hmm. of christian gray but um yeah, kept the last name, which I guess yeah. is kind of key point. Like that's the identifier, I guess. Yeah, it's, it can't yeah, be Fifty Shades of Grey without without Grey. So <laughs> right. they right. kind of have to um, yeah keep that at least. So that's mm-hmm. good. Yes, and then and then like the day to day life because in the book he's like, hey, we have this uh, internship if you're interested, and, and in mm-hmm. the book she she turns down the in- internship, right? But in in the movie. It's like they had it where like it kind of seems like this is what it would be like if she had 
taken the internship. Yeah, but it's actually a full time position, so they kind yeah. of left it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, this. It kind of in a lot of ways, this felt a little bit like the director like didn't like how the how the book went, and then right. was like changed it. <laughs> what if? What? No, you know what? She should have taken that internship, and you know mm-hmm. what? It's actually it's not an internship. It's a full time position as a secretary. It's almost like a secretary slash kind of paralegal. Like yeah. there are aspects of it that she was like paralegal in training, technically. Yeah. She but seemed yeah. to have Actual she had that job. question about like what a paralegal was. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Is that like part of her job description? They didn't really go into it too much. I mean, the movie's called Secretary, but... Yeah, she is a secretary, and there are actual, like, certifications and stuff that you, you have to do to become right. a paralegal, because it's it's around law, so they kind of need you to know yes. that stuff. <laughs> it's not as strict as, like, being a lawyer, but it mm-hmm. is does still require some certification for something. I, I'm not super familiar with, with the process either, but... But yeah, it's it's interesting that they did go that route of you know like ooh yeah I think you're right it's like I I don't like that it's an internship let's up it to an actual yeah. full time position and she takes it interesting and choice. that yeah in that way there's like a way to guarantee that they like see each other every day for you know at least eight hours a day mm-hmm. uh, which I think is like kind of like the thing about the book is where it's like they don't have very much uh, in the in the way of like like the the reasoning that they keep coming like running into each other is is kind of well not random necessarily because it's not random but yeah but it kind of feels that way like there's nothing necessarily that's keeping them it is complete chance i suppose that they even meet each other in the first place which is kind of similar to this and they have that interview scene in both that's uh wildly uncomfortable to witness in in both in both (laughs) versions yeah it's weird though because in the movie he's the one asking her her questions, which I guess she kind of happens in the book. But well, I mean, one's like they, again they kind of tweaked it a little bit, right? The the book goes she's going in, Anna's going in as you know she's it being the interviewer for a right. article for her roommate. But then in the movie they kind of flipped it where she's going in, so Lee is going in for an interview so he's the one asking the questions so they kind of flipped it on its head a little bit which again kind of makes sense given they're like oh well she's gonna take a job instead of yeah just being offered something and saying no right right you kind yeah you kind of need it to be that a Mm -hmm. a job interview more so than a for a paper yeah yeah interesting choices (laughs) yeah it was like a series of like weird choices that were like this movie is so obviously similar Mm -hmm. but like yeah like i don't know when the movie takes place but it seems like 80s yeah very 80s vibe yeah like 80s la i think is what you you said you thought it that's that was the vibe i got is that it seemed like 80s la um just from like the outfits and like the building structures the color vibes i mean it did the movie came out in 2002 but it did it did seem like an 80s vibe um right that was at least my kind of observation but then yeah Yeah. on the flip side the the book is present day or really 2011 2011 when it it was written yeah yeah, interesting um, uh, style choice there. Yeah, I wonder why. Because there's, like, all that stuff with, like, the BlackBerry and with the laptop that they, like, lose because uh, because they don't exist said yet. it. Yeah, they said it yeah. in the 80s instead, which is, like, 
but I guess because they're they're working together, I guess you know they're always going to be near each other. So right, you kind of get rid of that across connection yeah. because they're in the same building for most of the time. There's that line where Gray is saying he says uh, to Lee, he's like, "Do you know how to use a typewriter? Like we don't use computers here." Mm-hmm. And that actually, I almost feel like that line was like a like like a line. F- in the movie, but like put there by the director as like a way to be like this, you know, I'm taking this my own way. We're not going to have a, a computer because it like is so what an interesting, weird line to have. It seems so weirdly specific to be like, yeah. you know what, we're using a typewriter because you were all expecting there to be a, this back and forth with the laptop that he buys her. It's That's like, no, true. We're not going to do that. Yeah. And that that phrase kind of to me feels very not elitist, but kind of like, ooh, yeah, I'm, like I'm above computers. Yeah. Like, I, I like old school like typewriter stuff. Like That is kind of the vibe that gave off to me as well. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And it's like, yeah, like you work in a business. Like, why wouldn't you use a computer? It's so much more efficient for typing mm-hmm. than a typewriter is because if you make a mistake, you know, you just backspace and you don't have to use... Well, that I, and stuff. yeah well that actually makes a lot of sense for the again like looking at secretary specifically that style choice i think is kind of pivotal for the for the plot because when she makes True. mistakes when she types things up for gray he circles it in red and then that kind of starts yeah the relationship between the two of them where she starts to realize that she enjoys being reprimanded and that kind of right. you know starts to simulate like the dom sub relationship which is also what yeah. you kind of see in 50 shades as well so i think that's kind of how they start that so i feel like from a mechanics standpoint that's actually a really True. genius move because you wouldn't have that element in a computer exactly you so, couldn't you could, yeah it wouldn't work the same it wouldn't be the same you could just go back into the file and and, mm-hmm. and just edit it and it wouldn't right be you don't have to completely start over like you would with yeah. a typewriter so I, I guess I kind of see the style choices like that's a really driving yeah. factor for their relationship to start to ramp up right. between like a dom subsetting. It's super interesting actually. The they things that the that they both kind of did similarly. There were there was some video you sent me that was about talking about how um how Lee is actually maybe more of a of a brat than a sub. See I, now yeah. I'm not super familiar with this uh with all of this stuff so these mm-hmm. these terms are kind of new to me but yeah um i generally understand what the word brat means but it was interesting that like this reviewer was like oh you know actually lee's a little bit more of a brat which i think is like a subset of submissive it, it uh, is so it's a sub that basically like gets enjoyment out of um frustrating the dom Basically, see, so they, they act out in order yeah. to then be reprimanded. It's like a subset. Again, I, I am see. also not part of the BDSM world. So for all you BDSM listeners, if I am completely out of like <laughs> out of scope, I apologize. Yeah, that's my best understanding of it, too. And something that was interesting is that so in, in, in the movie, that's that's pretty obvious. Like we see her making mistakes in order to to be punished right but in the in also kind of in a, in a way in the in the book anna is she kind of pokes a little bit too she pokes the bear a little bit with yes. with gray um yes, she does with the lip biting and with the like lip biting all, yeah. and, and the eye rolling and and she knows that she will get spanked if she mm-hmm. does those things and then she 
continues to do them and then she you know asks like oh you know are your palms twitching mm-hmm. which is their their way of talking about how he wants to spank her he his, makes his palms twitch mm-hmm. and so it is interesting that they kept that aspect it did it did kind of feel like that maybe the writers also weren't fully understanding the difference uh between a uh, you know the subset of of a submissive a full-on submissive versus mm-hmm. a, a like brat submissive and that maybe maybe they didn't do their research, yeah. you know, because it's the same exact thing that plays out kind of in, in both of them. So it's interesting that they kind of overlooked that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's many, many different types of submissives. It's not just, you know, you are submissive, submissive or you're right. a brat. Like there's many, many, many different types. Right. Depending right. on the, the dynamic you have. So... Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, that's a world that a lot of people don't really dive into if they're not already a part of it. Right. Especially in cinema. (laughs) Right. Um, So I feel like, unfortunately, this is kind of a poor, both of them are poor representations of what the BDSM world actually is. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it barely scratches the surface. And especially with Secretary, I think my frustration with it was that Gray, like his relationship with Lee... there's no consent right the stuff that he does with her in the office she doesn't say yes she doesn't ask like he doesn't ask it just happens and she doesn't say no but also you look at the power dynamic it's her boss right so there's there's no room for discussion there anyway so that is like heebie-jeebies like it's just yeah there's no like consensual discussion of any kind there's no discussion of any kind so that right. for me was like yowza like it's I th- not great especially that first scene where it first happens where she makes yeah. the mistakes and then he like tells her to like put her Lean arms on the on desk, the desk mm-hmm. like does not say what's gonna happen like the audience i think we kind of get what's about to happen but still um, no discussion whatsoever yeah but he doesn't talk about it with her what's super interesting though is that it's kind of similar in the book where it's like he gives her they talk that's in the book at least he talks about like safe words yeah yellow and yellow and red yeah and she just never uses them but yeah in the in the movie they don't they just took that part out like he doesn't tell her about safe words he doesn't ask um so at least in the book there's like a little bit of a conversation about you know you know safe safe words which is you know something at least um yeah but yes in the in the movie it just kind of happens but then like as uh, you know five minutes into that scene it's like her facial expression like suggests like that she's into it but like there's no explicit thing about it but you're right like it doesn't it, it the beginning of it is not adequately set up for it to make the rest of it okay because the when yeah. we get to that point later when she's doing all this stuff and she's like making mistakes in order to be punished it's like okay well yeah i guess it does seem like she's into it in that she's actively participating in it but there was never a setup initially mm-hmm. that was about you know making sure that we we all knew that, that she was mm-hmm. in on it you know which she definitely isn't at first yeah and that's i mean whether or not she enjoys that kind of a dynamic, that's not really the issue. Like, that's fine if that's the dynamic that you enjoy. Right. The issue is not the dynamic. The issue is that there was no discussion. There was no right. sort of talking out boundaries and what people are into and, like, how to start a relationship like that and where is this going to go. You know, like, there's, there's zero conversation whatsoever. Right. 
obviously that's really I don't even know if borderline it really is kind of like this is an abusive relationship because you're not yeah. setting any expectation. Yeah. So, yeah. It's definitely a power imbalance uh, yes. for sure. That makes yes. it – you could totally have a relationship like this that, that it could work in real life. It would just have to – you just have to be very careful about knowing, being aware that the power dynamic – and very similar in the book, Anna is a virgin – and has and yeah. so I mean just that alone, uh, mm-hmm. but but also she she is also completely not knowledgeable about uh, any of this stuff, mm-hmm. and, and also she's a fresh out of college, uh, mm-hmm. you know she's like twenty one two maybe yeah maybe uh, twenty two yeah and he is I mean he's like what twenty six or something he's not much older than her but old enough to have he a, owns you know, million this own his own business yeah he's like maybe a billionaire who know we don't know exactly how rich he is but he Mm -hmm. is obviously in a much higher position of power than her uh and and so yeah it's it is kind of a weird similar you know they did keep that dynamic in the in the adaptation in the movie um which Mm -hmm. is which was good i appreciated that they kept that but i feel like i agree with you in both they played it off as this like it's no big deal yeah there's a power dynamic issue here uh, and then we're just gonna brush over it, and we're just yep, gonna keep moving on, and 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 never address it. Yep. Um, yep. It's... Yeah, and so that definitely problematic for both of them yeah. that they kept that in the adaptation. Even is is such a unfortunate uh, choice. Yeah, I feel like they even drove it further in the adaptation yes. as well. Like it just seemed to like really push past, like to the point yeah. of like for me personally, like this is uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't this isn't like consensual at all. Yeah. It's like ugh, it was just like very uncomfortable during those scenes. Um yeah. which is and in the yeah. in the book it's like, well, she's fresh out of college and it's so you know, it, the idea is like she this is her first time living on her own and you know mm-hmm. In a sense, like obviously she's she lived with uh, Kate, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and her roommate was was a roommate and not her parents, which was an interesting change. Um, right, yeah, Lee lives with her parents still, which there's a reason yeah. for that, and we can get into that in a second. But yeah, and and so in the beginning of the of the movie, she is released from the mental institution, I guess is mm-hmm. what you would call it, and then in in the beginning of the book, you know, she graduates from college, so there is kind of that similar like leaving an institution now now yeah now being out on your own um mm-hmm. and being vulnerable because you have had the comfort of this institution this schedule mm-hmm. in your life and then and then sort of running into face first into this uh powerful man who mm-hmm. seduces them into this idea that they're not quite ready for mm-hmm. yeah it is really interesting that, that they yeah that they kept that and then yeah but then somehow i feel like it is worse in the in the movie where yeah, because when it's she's totally coming out of a <laughs> mental institution as well as opposed to school it's like yeah they like doubled down on like the, the terrible choices of the book mm-hmm. and then just decided yep. like okay what if we just made full, it all full force <laughs> yeah yeah with uh, the one thing i will say about secretary is that I actually really enjoy Maggie Gyllenhaal's character Lee in it. She is mm-hmm. the only character that actually has full growth, even if the way that she gets that indiv- like that personal growth is right. not the best method. Because in the beginning, you know, she's she comes out of the mental institution because she was self harming, right. and 
And so obviously you can see at the beginning of the movie that her triggers are her father, who seems to be an alcoholic, is very verbally, if not physically abusive to her mother. So she's got a lot of triggers at home, which is what's been causing her to self-harm. And so you see in the beginning her kind of trying to revert back to her old ways where she's got her self-harm kit and she lays everything out, out else like everything out like kind of a ritualistic sense of all of her different yeah. things that she can use. And then as she starts to kind of be in the world of Mr. Gray, he kind of replaces that need to self-harm yeah. and so now she actually feels that she has more control over her body and it doesn't have to be through the like the format of self-harm anymore because now she's right. kind of replaced that with her dynamic with mr gray right. and then she actually you know i i kind of hate when cinema does the whole like turns from frumpy to like beautiful thing like that like right. miscongeniality thing like they just need right. confidence and now they're beautiful like that whole thing kind of drives me nuts but that's not necessarily a untrue perspective like right. confidence does bring about like physical mental changes that then right. make you appear to the rest of the world that you are like in control and you're beautiful and strong and so yeah. there is some kind of merit to that and you can see it her clothes change her the way that she holds herself changes mm-hmm. her act like she actually says no to things like she actually gains right. more confidence and herself. self-control and this is all because of really because of her relationship with Mr. Gray, even like, albeit it's not a healthy relationship with the yeah. way that they portray it. Not that like BDSM is not a healthy relationship. That's not what this relationship is. If it were truly BDSM. Yes. It would probably, yeah, it would be. It would it be would even healthier be, probably, yeah. honestly. So yeah, it just, I think the film itself, the execution of what they're trying to represent from like the BDSM perspective, not right. accurate at all. But from the perspective of a woman trying to find herself and finds it through this format, I yeah. really appreciate that line. And I don't think that you yeah. get that in Fifty Shades at all. No, I I can't think of it. Like there's no development like that from Anna's character. And Lee is like she really is kind of a force to be reckoned with by the end of the film. I thought. Yes. She actually stands up to everyone in her life. Her family who... and she like is she was going to get trapped into a marriage she didn't want and right. she says no and I mean out again you kind of go back to the driving forces as to why she made those decisions not the best. Right. But her character was hands down the only good thing about that movie and also exactly. Maggie Gyllenhaal is wonderful. I love yes. her. She's so good. I think Maggie Gyllenhaal actually said like years later she was like i actually really did enjoy that role because it allowed me to be sort of express this different idea of of something about myself that like Mm -hmm. previous because she did donnie darko and then she did this movie like literally the next year like yep early which is crazy yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like Really, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. It, the ending is actually, in my opinion, the ending of Secretary is better than the ending of Fifty Shades. Well, I've got thoughts but, about that too. But, but getting <laughs> there, yeah, but the but the process of getting there is really not good. So it like yes. kind of it like it it like tarnishes the ending because mm-hmm. like the ending is like a is supposed to be positive, mm-hmm. and and it's supposed to be a good thing, except we saw the whole thing leading up to that and we're like, well, no, it's not good. Like, because, Mm -hmm. because the process of getting there was terrible. Was not great. Yeah. 
Yeah, and obviously, like Fifty Shades, the ending is they break up because it's, it's about it what you would expect work. the ending should be. Yeah, it's not a good ending. It's like it yeah. ends terribly because they're obviously not on the same page at all. Right, which and have not. That's been a whole mess. The whole time. Mm-hmm. Whereas with you know the secretary, it ends where. He she she runs to him, says she wants to be with him, and he says, I want you to sit at my desk and not move until I come and get you. And she literally right. sits there for days. And I people think are like trying to three move or her. four days or something. Yeah. And they yeah. people try to move her and pick her up. And she literally sits there in her wedding dress because she ran right. away from her her wedding she, day like, to do this. on the floor yep, and like she just sits in her own filth for days until he comes back, which that whole dynamic is like, okay, I can see where like that kind of play in BDSM world could be if that's enjoyable. What everyone if everyone was in on right. it. Yeah. If like, everybody was consensual about it. However, yeah. this was not what that was. So this was like super abusive. But what my kind of right. beyond that, my gripe with the ending for Secretary is that once he like comes and fetches her, he shows her the love and attention of like, thank you for listening to me. I'm going to shower you with affection, which is what she wanted. So he bathes her and it's like kind of a sweet moment. Kind of. I know. It's like kind of weirdly nice. Like Yeah. Which that actually, you know, having the care in the BDSM world once you've done your play, that's crucial because it reinforces mm. the relationship. So right. that actually, I was like, okay, that's actually a really good step. Yeah, but then right at, the, at end. the very end, after that, they get married, and then she becomes like the obedient housewife, and then he goes off to work, and that's the end. And I'm like, that is yeah. not that is not the trajectory of like, oh, well, you do some BDSM fun play, and then you get married, and that's the end of that. Yeah. That's not, like, that drove me nuts. It's like, no, no, no. That's, that's not the there- point. Like, <laughs> yeah, and that, that was a, a huge departure from from the book. Oh, yeah, that they get yeah, nothing married like the at ending. the end, and they like, yeah, they sort it all out. It has that similar build where it's like Anna also is like tells G- Christian Gray, she's like, oh, you know, I love you, and he's like, oh, well, that's not really you can't what do I that. do. Yeah, and like you can't do that. in Same and Secretary, she says the same thing, and he's like, no, you you can't do that. Uh, like mm-hmm. that's not what I do. Similar dynamic. And they both have, but then they also both have that, like, if it's, it's like that if you love me, then, you know, you'll do this, you know, this thing that, you know, that every, literally, I would say every high schooler, but uh, <laughs> most high Young schoolers, love. yeah, you know, here are told about to be wary of this exact phrase of like, well, if you love me, then you'll you do, do this. XYZ. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's kind of what it is that what gray does in, in both versions. Super it's, manipulative. It's like, if you, well, if you want to be with me, then you have to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like dangling the relation, whether they're doing it purposefully or not, whether they know that how strong of a, of a lure that is, mm-hmm. um, is sort of, I guess, irrelevant more or less to the fact that like, the person they're doing it to is like yes i do want to have an emotional relationship with you Mm -hmm. and so i will do literally anything to try and get that even this thing that i may or may not want to do and the secretary was so interesting because they did take that route where it's like actually she is into it Mm -hmm. and she does want to be part of this this lifestyle now the Mm -hmm. way they show that lifestyle may not be you know very correct but yeah. the character is is into the idea that they've presented in, in the movie. But in the book, it's we find quite the opposite. She she gets a taste. She doesn't know, and she yeah. doesn't like it. And then she and then she leaves. 
so yeah, that was such an interesting. It really feels almost more like a fan fiction of Fifty Shades. Little, yeah, a little bit in a way. Like yeah, it's like a little bit more. This surrealistic. is how I wish it was. You know how I wish mm-hmm. it had ended. Yeah, a little more surreal, a little bit more fantasy esque elements yeah. to Secretary. I think. Yeah, I, I mean the I, and also going back to Gray's character in both, they do both have the same tone of like they have kind of self loathing qualities to them where a they're ashamed. Bit. Of what their kind of likes are. Christian Grey is a little less ashamed, but but he's still hesitant with it. Yeah, like Christian in in the book, he you know he says I you I can't be with you. You don't oh, want yeah. me. I'm not like, good for you. I'm not good for you. I don't love like I like I'm a he he has a lot of like self deprecating qualities to him, and also right. Grey in the movie he gives into his passions with with Lee's character and then freaks out and then right. completely backs away and just leaves her hanging after right. they've kind of established a BDSM-esque relationship. Yeah. So then she starts like pining for him and for he like just- six like, weeks or something or six yeah, months. Yeah, like he just like keeps getting further and further distanced from her because he's ashamed of what he is. Right. Which is, I mean, that's that kind of the vibe- yeah, that yeah, give. that is similar. Yeah, so it's it it's unfortunate because again we keep coming back to misrepresentation of what it means to be a dom in a BDSM setting. Like there shouldn't right. be shame associated with right. this world. There's like, nothing to be ashamed of. Right, and so there, you know, that whole thing is yeah extremely frustrating. <laughs> that feels like the person writing it. You know, that feels like their own thoughts coming in. Absolutely. Like, it's their representation. I think that people who are like this should be ashamed. And so I'm writing it into my story that they should right. be ashamed. Like, that's yeah. and what also, it feels like. Yep. And also Christian, you know, his reason, like, he may have kind of owned the lifestyle a little bit more than the, like, Edward Gray in the movie. But mm-hmm. he, you know, he keeps bringing up the reason that he's into that world is because yes. he was abused as a child. So it's like not yeah. everybody who is in the BDSM world has a, like, horrific past that, like, you know, right. contorts their soul and they're just, like, Some they're people broken. people just do it because it's fun. Yeah, like you don't have to be broken to be in the BDSM world. I mean, right. yes, people have their traumas, Big but that's sure. not yeah. that doesn't mean that you're like dysfunctional and that's the route right. you had to go down because there was nothing else for you. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very like yeah, judgmental take uh yes. in, in both of them in yes. both versions. A slightly different way that they go about it, but similar outcome. Yeah, it still is a judgmental take on people in this lifestyle. Yeah, which, you know, moral of the story, neither of these stories are good representation of the BDSM world. Yeah. So if you are interested yeah. in the BDSM world and want to know more about it, these are not good resources. No. <laughs> Don't look at you these. Can YouTube. Watch... YouTube is a wonderful say, yeah. place that you can find actual dom-sub people in the BDSM world who actually have really good advice and can explain the world in a healthy way (laughs) yeah i I, you sent me some reviews to watch um Mm -hmm. and and yeah they were reviews it was like like an actual dom reviews reviewing 50 shades uh or or secretary secretary. and Mm -hmm. it was like yeah like here (laughs) here are some minor aspects in the movies uh in the movie in the book that are correct yeah, uh, and then and everything, everything else, else is, shit. is wrong, <laughs> like, like not even close. Yep, 
So yeah, even just from those, I learned quite a bit. Uh, uh, just from like just from fifteen twenty from, minute videos. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, wow, you literally could have watched this now. Now, of course, you know, in two thousand and two, uh, YouTube didn't exist yet, so you could not watch a YouTube video about this. But uh, in two thousand eleven, I'm very certain that YouTube mm-hmm. existed. Yeah. So yeah, but you would think that like. I mean, you would want, you know, the source material in 2011, YouTube existed, you know, Yale James could have could have done some research. I don't know how much research she did, but obviously not a lot. <laughs> and I know that like England, she's an English writer. I know that mm-hmm. England is is a lot more uh, forward with with sexuality than America is. Um, and so in it aspects. is interesting. in yeah. aspects. I guess they have a little bit of like that tight collar that, you know, yeah, we had to get it's... it from somewhere. I, right. And so it, it, I would say for the for the for the adaptation, I would say well, YouTube didn't exist in two thousand two, so I'll, maybe I'll give them a slight pass. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna make a movie, then you should probably do some do research. research. Do your research. Find people who are in the world and and use yeah. them as an asset and a resource. But obviously, that was not done. <laughs> now with E. L. James, you know, she wrote a book. Well, she wrote a she wrote a fan fiction, and and you know, honestly, how many people write? stuff on the internet and don't Mm -hmm. literally do any research yeah like always but she had (laughs) she had youtube she could have done it and by not doing that it made the adaptation not be as good too because it was based on something that was was had faulty research Mm -hmm. and, and reasoning yeah which is really too bad i think for both of them and for yeah. everyone who has to witness these <laughs> uh Truer words were ne'er spoken. <laughs> yeah, we read and watched this, so you don't have to. <laughs> That's my new tagline. <laughs> yeah. I looked at these, so you don't have to. <laughs> Praise oh, us. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I think we shall come to a close. Yes. I have not much. I have I have two conspiracy theories to throw in. Um, oh, okay. Kind of related Real at quick. The very yes. end. Uh, Love first it. of all. Uh, I want to talk about Lee's character, her name in uh, mm-hmm. in Secretary, because I was like, it's interesting that her name is Anastasia Steele mm-hmm. in the in the book, and then in the adaptation, her name is Lee. And honestly, does she I even don't have know. A last name? I don't remember what her last name is. Honestly, her name is Lee something. Um, and I, for the longest time, I was like, why did they make that change? Until I realized that Lee is in Steele. So steel oh, is yeah. pronounced is is spelled S T E E L E. Yep. Uh, in in the book, ha. and then Lee <laughs> is in steel just backwards, and I was like, oh, genius. So well, that's, so yes, that's genius. I love that. And then for Gray, his name was Edward Gray, mm-hmm. and in the book it's Christian Gray, and I was like, oh, why did they make that change? And then mm-hmm. th- that's where I think they actually made a mistake because as everyone knows, Fifty Shades of Gray was itself an adaptation in in sorts mm-hmm. of twilight not a not officially not an adaptation but a, but a, a fan fanfic. fiction of an twilight. erotic fanfic of twilight uh, and as we all know edward uh, and bella are in uh in twilight and so mm-hmm. i think that the when they made this movie i think they made a mistake and they included the original names because el james of course had to change the names of the characters Right. Uh, in Fifty Shades in order to publish it because that would be copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they overlooked part of it. And <laughs> they just ignored that. <laughs> either, yeah, either they made a mistake or they were, you know, trying to make like a little reference to the fact that, mm-hmm. oh, we know what this is actually based Ooh. on. 
Yeah. And so he's named Edward Gray, which is, you know, takes from Fifty Shades of Gray, but then also mm-hmm. takes from Twilight with Edward. And so I think yeah. that uh, hopefully either it's a mistake uh, or they're going to get sued by uh, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> uh, and they should probably keep an eye out for, because now I've said it. Now it's out in the open. Um, it's in the wild now. And, and yeah, now <laughs> some Hollywood exec is going to look at this and be like, oh, my no. God, he's absolutely right. He figured it out. <laughs> So those are my two conspiracy theories that I think are pretty 99% sure that those are true. Uh, that's pretty there's amazing. There's no way. There's no uh, way that that's a coincidence. Well, and I'll cue X-File music here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Remember to add that in in post. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, thank you for your conspiracy theories. Much yes, appreciated. I can say that's practicing. actually, I think, a first on having conspiracy, conspiracy theories. theories on yeah. the show. So A+. plus. You're the first. Great, great. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Daniel. This has yes. been quite the chat. <laughs> Always fun. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for being with us today. And thank you to our listeners. And have a very happy April 1st, or as we like to call it, April Fool's Day. Oh, April Fool's. April Fool's. You fools. <laughs> you blunder. You fell into our blunder. All right, my lovelies. Obviously, this was not a really real, real episode. So stay tuned tomorrow, April 2nd, and we will have an actual discussion on Fifty Shades of Grey, the book versus the film adaptation. Lord help us. (laughs) You're in for a ride, my friends. All right. And with that, I say adieu. Goodbye.